Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So the reason why we're doing this episode today is slightly different from the ones we've had before. And we have had in the past quite a few where we've been talking about big issues, big stories, big concepts, and some may have been a little bit more complicated than others. And we've tried to kind of do the introduction, as it were. Let's answer some of our listeners' questions about some of the stuff that's come up. And it wasn't an effort to dumb them down at all, but just to make these more accessible to people. Exactly. All right, let's do this. So, you know, we talk a lot about being aware of how you feel, being aware of how you react, your Mm -hmm. shadow, mirrors, like attracts like, Mm -hmm. etc. And we're asking a lot of the time to be looking inwards, Mm -hmm. how we react to things, how things make us feel. Can we, in doing so, cross the line into being too self-involved, too self-indulgent? At what point do we have to just live life? I think we're always living life. There's no sort of start, stop or beginning, end. It's all just continuous. And we'll always go through phases where we get a bit self-absorbed because we're trying to process something or a hurt. What switches you out of that I mode are your relationships. When you're in relationship, whether it be love partnership or your your friendships are growing, you show more concern for others. When we feel we are enough, when we've developed our self-esteem and we feel stable is when we can sort of start to look outside of ourselves. The reason we're so caught up in ourselves is we feel very insecure. So the more we've dealt with our insecurities, the more capable we are of looking outside. So funnily enough, there is no such thing as being too self-indulgent because in order to grow in Mm self-worth and in order to have more security in oneself, you have to face the bits that are inside. So if you feel called to really look at what you're feeling or what you're thinking, Mm -hmm. then you should follow that call because at the end of that will be a closer relationship with yourself will allow you to be more outward facing in the future. I can definitely attest to that. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, we talk about in episode six going dark and how I really became like all consumed by my emotions. Mm -hmm. So my internal emotional landscape was bleak and Mm -hmm. quite consuming. Mm -hmm. I definitely needed to process that and integrate that Mm -hmm. so that it didn't have to happen again. And so I could get closer to love. So in a way, I guess the answer is there's no such thing. If you feel called to be looking at how you're reacting to stuff, then follow that thread until it unravels. Because once you've done that, you won't necessarily feel called to look oh, absolutely in the same way not. Again. I mean, you get to a point where you've healed those insecurities. But there's also the converse, which are those people that show such an interest in others because they want that focus on themselves, that they're the fixer they're the listener, that they're there to help everyone with their problems when the reality is because they can't face their own. And then you feel loved because you feel useful. And so you're searching for love Mm -hmm. and you don't have the courage to face whatever's holding you back personally from not having it. So by helping someone else, you're getting that love, but it's not actual love, it's reliance. Mm -hmm. People are loving you for how you make them feel rather than who you are. What point is it the right moment to look how you're feeling about stuff Mm -hmm. and at what point is it the right moment to just be i struggle with the right time the notion of a right time a right or wrong i think that at some point you tune in enough to your experiences 
that you'll know and you have to set the gauge for when is it time to pay attention to my thoughts and my feelings and when is it time just to be. Next one. What do you do when you see those red flags over and over again? How do you learn to navigate away from them rather than run towards them? Because there's a lesson she's not getting. And so you can't move away from it. The universe won't let you move away from it until you've learned it. And so she's not sitting with that emotion. And is it the fear of rejection? Is it the fear of being loved? Is it the fear of actually giving love? Because we forget, we seem to think that love is a limited or finite thing. We only have enough to give to this one person. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll hold it in reserve. But then you sort of mistake that person's intentions as well. But they're also responding to your limitations. Love doesn't go where it's not welcome. When you see these red flags again and again, Mm -hmm. what's happening is the universe is trying to tell you there is something that you're missing. Basically, the way you learn from your lessons is sitting with your emotions, seeing what the fear really is, Mm -hmm. accepting that fear. And from what we've talked about in shadow, acknowledging the wound, where that fear comes from. And that's how you learn to navigate away from the red flags, because the red flags are no longer attracted to you. After you've done the healing, it changes your vibration and your energy. So you'll end up attracting that less. But I think in some cases, when there are too many red flags where you you can't seem to get away from them, that's when I would say stop dating for a bit. Give yourself several weeks, a couple of months, however long you can determine that you're comfortable with it. It's not a course correction per se, but it's more of a pause. Because if you're really exhausted by this, by the red flags, there's no other way to avoid them except to possibly just stop what you're doing for a bit and assess from there. But the universe will somehow get you where you got to go to. Next one. How do you distinguish between fear and instinct slash knowing? When you have a feeling that you really want to do something, how do you distinguish whether that's your fear talking or whether that's your love talking? For me, it's the feeling I get because one will hit me in the head. I will literally feel it in the front of my forehead. And that's where I know it's fear because it comes in the form of doubt and I feel a cloud. When I know that it's intuition or just a knowing, I feel it in my chest and I feel very open. Your knowing, one that comes from your heart, is usually one that lifts you. I thought this was also a really interesting one, you know, because we talk a lot about being true to ourselves and listening Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. And I know part of this is just sometimes you've got to make the decision that feels wrong to learn what's right. Mm -hmm. But I'm just curious when it comes to, you know, we all have a lot of fears Mm -hmm. and some of those fears we think are gone. But as we said, they're layer upon layer upon layer. So how can you be sure that you're not acting from fear. I mean, part of it is the fact that we feel like our fears will consume us to the point where we will never be able to act again if we're Mm. always operating from them. But Mm. sometimes we won't know the difference Mm. until we've done both. Mm. When you're setting yourself up for pain and rejection, it's not going to feel right. Mm. Your brain's going to tell you, sure, just do it because you're desperate. You need this validation. But deep down, you're going to know. For me, when I make a decision and I just feel calm and it doesn't matter how the other person will respond... Yeah. then I know it's the right one. If I'm doing it in order to try and manipulate or trying to make someone else act a certain way, yeah. that's normally for me a fear. I want, obviously would love a certain response, but I can accept that that might not be the response I get. Mm-hmm. But either way, it'll be in my highest good because I've been authentic to myself. Yeah. Then I know that that's not a fear. Because sometimes you can do something that is so scary you are so calm doing it yeah. because you know that it's right for you. So we've got one more question. I don't know if you'll answer it. What's it all about? What's the point? It's the game of how to exist in love. And that's within and without. So love outside of yourself and within, but knowing that that love outside of yourself is the love that emanates from within. Why are we going in life after life? Why are we doing this? 
Mm. Why? What is the point? What, okay, what is well, the end goal? Well, there's multiple answers. It depends. So for the bigger question, that's it. That's your broader answer for the broader question. Why are we in and out of our lifetimes? Like, why are we reincarnating? Well, we're doing that to learn the lessons and to heal what's been broken. We say it at the end of certain podcasts, purpose is love, but really what kind of love is that? And that's really what we're trying to understand at this point in time. How can I love another Then I must love myself? How can I love myself? Well, I must understand myself. I must be one with myself. How can I be one with myself? Then I have to understand my divinity. How do I get to my divinity? Oh wait, ego is another obstacle I have to look at because that's also keeping me from myself, but it tricks me into thinking that it is who I am. I lose my religion because I have to connect within. And so I have to lose all those obstacles that keep me from connecting truly to my heart. And what also keeps me from connecting to my heart, it's all those other relationships that distract me, that actually aren't about love, but that are based in ego. So yeah, that's kind of what we're doing right now, right? We're just sort of in this game of shoots and ladders, just going up and sliding down to learn the lesson. And eventually we're going to get there. And then once we've kind of gotten to the point where we can all be in states of love, where we're loving others and they're loving us and we're loving ourselves, as you kind of said, right? That sort of exponential sense of love. We can then be at a vibration where we can sort of look outside and say, well, what will this love bring us next? Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.